Welcome back to another episode of The Walkthrough. That is right. We decided to come back for another week. We figured we did a, such a great job that Jason wanted to bring me back and we'll do it all over again. This is episode number two. Episode two, folks. I am stoked for episode two. Uh, we made it through the first one. It was a little shaky. Uh, you say it was shaky. I thought it was pretty awesome. Okay, that was just me. I mean, for you... Man, you're like my wife. I'm just going to tell this story real quick. You're hard on yourself. <laughs> like my wife will be there editing her photos forever. And it doesn't look good. And then she posts on her Facebook page or whatever. It looks so amazing. You're so hard on yourself. You're good. All first, right. First time. In I a think long, you're right. First time in how long? Uh, I mean, we did like one you know, failed recording the week before. Well, I mean, you used to do a podcast back in the day. A yeah, bit. well, I tried, I tried to do one. I mean, I've <laughs> talked into a microphone before, so I guess you're right. There and, you go. And you're right. I don't want to be uh, hard on myself. Uh, you know, there's, there's some things I wish would have went a little better, but I mean, hey, it was the it's first episode. episode well, and, well, you just got to remember, if you get everything right the first time, you have nothing to work exactly. on. Exactly. So, there so you it's go. only up from here. And actually, uh, you're right. I am being a little hard on myself. I had some... Uh, you know, quality friends, quality family, uh, reach out and say that they appreciated, um, you know, that we were trying it, that, uh, and they, they liked our, our fresh takes on, uh, on some of the, on some of the stuff, uh, especially the guys from my fantasy league who, um, you know, we're just excited that, that I was talking about our league. I mean, and, and I, I get that. Um, that's, that's our league, you know, that we've been working towards. Uh, there's a few things I like to just, just do right off the top here. I'd like to correct some of the wrongs of episode <laughs> one. Uh, and I'm not being hard on myself. I just, you know, hey, maybe it's um, funny when you when you mess up. And uh, I'm a man, and I can admit when I make some mistakes. And uh, one of the key mistakes that I made in our first episode is I said that Jonathan Taylor, who I who I really love, is the all-time leader uh, in NCAA history for rushing yards. And I was wrong. He's actually 300 yards shy of that record. He is the fourth all-time leader he did have two 2,000 yard seasons back-to-back at Wisconsin though so I mean I was pretty close on that but isn't it Wayne Dane number one wrong Rod Dane's Ron Dane two. um who's number one the number one guy is he he graduated in 2018 you know we could look it up but he's he's a not a significant uh player anymore I think he played mm. at San Diego State oh a small okay. school um some other names on that list in the top 15 LaDainian Tomlinson uh pre Holmes, maybe i don't i don't think it's pretty you know maybe we should just look it up but uh i mean that would require it'll be another episode yeah well <laughs> if you know who's on that list give us a call but the important thing is jonathan taylor's not number one and i did want to correct that um another correction although pretty minor is i said that if i get in my league the 14 pick which would mean i would also get the 15 pick that i would have four of the top 30 but i did the math a little later and that just isn't i was using new math not real math and the real math actually means that you would get four of the top 45 picks not four of the top 30 which i would still love four of the top 45 guys in the nfl especially if i get to pick them back to back on the turn and then back to back on the next turn. So basically, you stayed up late last Tuesday and Wednesday night, and it's like, oh, I did the mouth wrong. You couldn't I, sleep because of I that. I did. It kept me <laughs> up, and I and I had to get it off my chest. And I'm, I'm so glad that I did. Uh, and thank you, thank you for giving me this avenue to correct myself <laughs> and and listen to myself and uh, critique myself. I think that's what I've learned this week is to not, uh, not do that. And uh, I think I am going to take your advice and not be, not be so hard on myself. So uh, Just go with it, buddy. the sky's the limit. Uh, why don't we get show number two underway here? Let's do it. So what's been going on this week, Trey? Oh man. We had every single team play this week in the preseason. Um, not all starters played. You didn't see very good, very good football, especially in Tim Tebow. If you watch that awful block. All right, let's talk about <laughs> Tim Tebow for one second. <laughs> Uh, he I was, got released today. He did. Yeah, like, I was kind of sad about that. I was, I was, I was, too, I was open. I was like, give him another chance, Urban. But yeah, now yeah, I'll say good. this: uh, there were two blocks that I think were oh, kind of was on viral, and one of them was pretty rough. The other one, honestly, well, he doesn't make a lot of contact on that on that guy. It's on the running play. It's on the sweep running play when Tim Tebow kind of runs around the guy. Doesn't really make contact, but he does. 
keep the guy from getting to the running back. And I would say that that was actually a successful block. Now, it did look pretty pathetic. And um, if I was his teammate, I would have had some choice words, especially if I was like in on that play and I was, you know, could see that happen on the field in real time. But as a guy who threw a lot of Tim Tebow like blocks <laughs> back in the day, uh, blocking's a skill, it's not easy. Uh, people work their whole life to, you know, block and, and, and to block an NFL player, especially when your primary, you know, muscle memory is, is quarterback. You're not even thinking about blocking. You're not even making contact. That's success as a quarterback is you never get hit. And I just think, you know, I feel bad for Tim Tebow. I, I don't see another team picking him up as a tight end. No, he's done. He's going back to college game day. His only avenue to play in the NFL was quarterback. Uh, I think it was another one of those. I classic. disagree with that. What do you think he could have done? I, I believe if um, if he would have started at tight end at twenty two, like when he first came, like um, in like in Philadelphia after the Denver experiment with the New England Patriots, I feel like if he would have done uh, started tight end that way, younger in his career, okay, he probably would have because he has his capability, man. He had he has the athletics to catch the ball, which is a blocking scheme. And if he would just practice more, he probably would have made a team earlier. Did on. you see the highlight of him making the one-handed catch? Yeah. Uh, which I don't know why that was a highlight. I mean, there was nobody guarding him. It was a pregame drill. I, I could catch a ball one-handed. Because Tim Tebow well, was not Tim Tebow. It's football Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Tim uh, Tebow's no longer there. He's going back to college game day. Yeah, so and it's not like him. I don't feel bad for Tim oh, Tebow, no, really. He I mean, he's first sad. of all, Tim Tebow's 11 years younger than me, okay? He's won two national championships. He's played in the NFL and the MLB. Uh, I think he's uh, he's going to be fine. <laughs> I think he's, he's the sky's fine. the limit for Tim Tebow. He's fine. He's, he has a college game day. He's going to prepare yeah, for it. A lot of money in his 401k already. Yeah, he's, he's taken care of. A lot of, of ministry things. He's, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's got stuff to do. But a person I'm actually really impressed with on that team – if you're done talking about Tim Tebow. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with the Tebow. It's Trevor list. Lawrence, man. He, you you saw, saw enough to be impressed? I, I did. The only, now, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I don't want to be the starting quarterback on the Jacksonville Jaguars team behind that offensive line. But was that the starting offensive line? Yes. That wow. offensive line is horrible. He's going to be running for his life back there. But he, what I like, he was poised in the pocket. Yeah, he made some bad throws here and there, but you just saw the pinpoint accuracy that he can do every single time. His poise in the pocket, his scrambling ability. He can make plays out of nothing. You saw a lot of that, even though it was a preseason game, but you saw enough that it, this is going to be, he's going to be a future. Yeah, I think, he, I think he hit um, Marvin Jones a couple times, mm -hmm. uh, and, and Marvin Jones is, is probably the, the best weapon on that team if we're talking about possession receiver guy you can trust when you're maybe running uh you know running around in that pocket uh i don't know what the lions you know oh, lions. Were, i mean getting rid of him getting rid of golden tate um i know those guys are older uh but marvin jones uh especially if you're talking about fantasy football i've he's, he's always a good good especially he's um, not the number one you know no but if you put him in number three he can get you some points he he's really good and i think it if he's, you know, Stafford didn't use him as kind of the safety blanket. Um, mm -hmm. He was just another receiver on that Lions yep. team. They had a lot of receivers. If Trevor Lawrence is going to use him as the safety blanket, like I kind of saw even in that early, what, nine passing sample in the you know first game. I mean, that, that could be some electricity that I want to have on my team. Um, now, I don't think I can take Trevor Lawrence maybe as a second quarterback. Uh, it's just I just don't I think backup would be good for him for yeah, like I a mean, bye week for one game. I mean, I'd game. like to have some some share of him, especially. But I but I think you're probably looking at getting him almost for free in a 12 team standard redraft. Wow, you see, no, wow. Well, I just don't see the reason to draft him. I think there's there's probably 24 quarterbacks that are just okay. starting already that aren't a rookie. You know that you kind of know what you're going to get. I think so, it's risky to take. So, so 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 in a 12 team league, you're saying he's not a top 24 quarterback in this NFL right now. I probably don't. I I, I don't think he is. I, I'll say that right now. And and it's just because he's a rookie. And really, if you think about the history of rookie quarterbacks, um, Joe Burrow and uh, Joe Burrow had an excellent year until he, he got hurt last year. You he may get some points. 
And uh, Herbert had a great year. Oh, last Justin year. Herbert. Oh, he came out of nowhere. He, that was a shock. I didn't think he was going to be good. But before that, I don't recall many no, and see, rookie but, quarterbacks. But you're forgetting ever one. Doing that well. No, but you're forgetting the game has changed from the NFL. So basically, all the NFL is doing college stuff now. Like it's basically the same system as the same plays that the college kids have been used to since high school. Well, so that's listen, why I, you're starting to see a little bit more transcend at that right now. And I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence. Will do bad, and, and 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 I'm willing to be wrong if he does good, uh, you know. But I'm just I'm saying not, I don't think he can light the world on fire. He's like, gonna be Peyton Manning his rookie year, no. Well, just like you need to for fan, like to, if you're talking about winning fantasy games, right? I think Trevor Lawrence is just not, you know, a top twenty-four quarterback for fantasy football. His his ECR right now might even have him higher than that, but I can't see myself starting him with confidence until he has five, six, seven games in a row. 300 yards, two touchdowns. And, you know, like he could, he could do all that, but a lot, a lot on the table still to, to be decided. Like how is that team's defense going to play? Um, turnovers are going to be a factor. Um, and, and, and can the offensive line hold up? Like you're saying, I mean, he's, you know, he's running for his life back there. He, he is. And he's, he's a big guy. I mean, he, he's fast, but he, he's a big guy and he's, he can hit him a little easier than some of these oh, other yeah. smaller quarterbacks. Um, and I don't want to see the guy get hurt, but, Injuries are definitely part of the NFL. Oh yeah, but what I'm not saying star. I'm not saying starting them at all. Yeah, I'm not, you just think he's in the top. I, I would think like the, like if you have the last two draft, like if you're down to the wire, he could be a good backup quarterback for some. Yeah, well, and I could I could be completely wrong. He might. He but might he might be a good wire a transfer. Of, might be a good wire. Yeah, I think he's going to be there on the wire and see how it goes and and if he if he does well enough to pick him up and you've got an injury you have to cover i think that's more where i could see him getting on my uh you know in, into my lineup well he has two more preseason games one against my dallas cowboys is he gonna play much more you think I mean, oh yeah they're gonna play i think in the second well because game. urban Meyer still says he doesn't know who the starting quarterback's gonna be he still doesn't know he's gonna be ben denucci well, i think that's just to motivate lawrence i don't i don't not denucci what's his name Gardner gardner Minshew, Minshew. the stash yeah the stash i, I love uh did you hear the comment gardner Minshew talked about uh you know he hasn't taken a two all preseason because he doesn't want to have that mentality yeah. um i like gardner Minshew. i liked him as a rookie um he's an exciting player you know he's a mo- he's more of a mobile quarterback he's got a pretty good arm for kind of a guy that's mobile but he, you know, let's be real. He's not grade A, hundred percent beef like Trevor Lawrence is. I mean, that, that the caliber is just not there. And I think I think all that's just Urban Meyer, um, sort of trying to motivate his his young mm-hmm. rookie. And and Gardner Minshew is one heck of a backup. And and it would be a mistake uh, to trade him. Uh, definitely in the NFL, I think one thing that's been proven time and time again is you need depth at the quarterback position. Uh, and some of the, you know, some of the best uh, teams have the best backups. If you if you think about it, uh, you know, th- look at the Saints last year. I mean, they they've really had three, you know, three starting quarterbacks. And then when one of these guys go down and they don't really have a plan B, you know, look at the, well, the Bears didn't even have really a plan A last year. But when they had to go to plan B, uh, you know, Nick Foles that I think worked for one game. I was excited about him for one game, and then, then plan B didn't work out. Uh, Dallas the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, I didn't want to well, bring it up, but about the Cowboys, they did have a Plan B, but Andy Dalton got COVID, and that kind of well, right. Up plan and B, so, so they, they even needed a Plan B for, for need, Andy yeah. Dalton, you know. And um, I, and I just think it's a good, you know, if you're if you're the 49ers right now, you've got two great quarterbacks. I think a lot of the teams, uh, you know, you need to you need to kind of have two quarterbacks that are, you you know, that are that are always good. So um, speaking of teams that that have a lot of depth at quarterback, did, did you watch the Colts game at all? I did not watch any of the Colts game. I I caught it live and I, I caught highlights. Uh, Easton did good. Yeah, like I feel like everyone was talking about Ellinger after the game, and 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 I love Ellinger. I, I'm you know UT. They're rooting fan. for they're rooting for Ellinger because of his heartache and everything. He lost his dad. He lost his brother's suicide. So I think that's a little sentimental fact. Uh, but go ahead. I'm well, sorry. I just uh, e- you know Easton was amazing. Yes. Um. Make quick decisions, great. He he was really good. He he threw uh, a couple of deep deep balls that were perfectly placed. Um, took a couple of hits back there. Uh, felt bad when Dane Ellinger did come in in the second half and he threw a pick. Um, felt bad for him, but he came back in and then he then he established. Uh, they each scored touchdowns, kind of on their last drives. I think they each had about 150, 160 passing yards. Um, 
kind of all for naught, you know, because it seems like Carson Wentz is on track to come back early, maybe not the first week, but but maybe week two or three. And I have been wanting to see Carson Wentz play for the Colts. I thought even before that was like a known trade, I thought that would, I was just like, wow, I wonder if he'll go play with his old coach. Because um, Frank Reich was, you know, the offensive coordinator um, on, on the Eagles. And uh, I think it's it was smart for him to get out of that situation in Philly. You know, um, kind of once you become the heel, especially in Philly, uh, it's, it's tough to rise out of the ashes there. But, you know, so those two guys are competing, I think, for the, for the backup role, essentially. Um, and maybe they'll keep all three. You know, I don't know. But if they don't, maybe they trade Ellinger or Eason, I mean, get to another team and get, get another piece of the puzzle there. Um, I was wondering... You know, I don't know if anybody else had this thought, but I was wondering if Philip Rivers was going to try to come back to the NFL and, and, and do one more year because when, when Wentz first got hurt, uh, I didn't know about Eason and I really didn't know about Ellinger until, until I saw this game this week. Um, well, Philip Rivers did say he's not, he's, not ruling, he's, he's not ruling it out to come back. He's keeping yeah. himself in shape. If the time, it has to be the right situation. The right, it has to be like the perfect scenario for him to come back. Uh, but that being said, I don't, I don't, I think he's done. I think he wants to spend time with his 11 kids that he has and, uh, he's coaching high school football for and stuff at a private school. So I think he's retired. I think he's enjoying retirement life and yeah, everything. And, and good for Philip. I mean, I, I no. don't want, I hate when these guys hang around. I mean, you know, Tom Favre. Brady's doing amazing stuff right now. As long as you're production, like Brett Favre and Tom Brady, I have no reason for you not to leave. Yeah, it just kind of, it, it kind of looked like Philip wasn't being as productive, uh, he, and I, it's kind of looking like that for Roethlisberger now. Um, he did come in shape. He come in camp shape. Well, it's probably yeah, the only way to camp in shape anymore. You can't just have beer all off season, you know, like he probably used to. Not, I don't know that for a fact. Let's just let's guess. see. Yeah, it'll be a lot of beer. A lot of let's, beer. Yeah, that looks water. like a beer belly. I do have some experience with knowing what one of those looks like, and and I think that is so. Um, you know. Watching watching these preseason games this week, uh, obviously, man, it's been a minute since I've seen football on the TV. That was amazing. Uh, you know, the defenses are very lackluster in these preseason games. Uh, all these guys competing for the third and fourth, you know, spots, competing for special teams. Obviously, there were some good hits. Uh, I don't know. I even loved hearing the referee whistle and seeing some of the flags thrown and, and just hearing people commentate on football. You know, I, I, I love I love watching football. Uh, one one of the guys I was thinking about as I was watching the highlights and and some of the game was uh, was was Tua Tagovailoa. I hope I'm saying the last name right there. Tua Correct Tagamalova. me. Tagamalova. Yeah, that's definitely not right. Tua. Uh, Tua. I'll just say Tua. You know who I'm talking about. You know, two years ago, there was the tank for Tua movement, right? Yeah. And then that kind of turned into the tank for Trevor, and I feel like everyone's forgotten about Tua. Um, I remember that national championship game when he popped, you know, when he came in for, uh, for Jalen uh, Hurts. Oh yeah. And, and he threw that, that late touchdown and they, and they won the title. I was ama- amazed that that night. I mean, and then I, all next season was watching him in college and was wondering when he would come out. Uh, you know, and I think he got into early last year and I, and I think that Chan Gailey didn't help him with, with the, the game plan. And I even heard recently that Chan Gailey, was questioning why they even were putting him in because Fitzpatrick was was doing adequate. He wasn't doing amazing stuff in Miami last year, but he was, you know, they'd won some games. They just won two in a row, and they announced that after the bye, Fitzpatrick was on the bench and, and, and Tua was in. And, and, and Tua did not have a great season. There's a lot of factors that go into that. But, but I think number one is the guy was injured coming back from that hip injury. There and number go. two just wasn't getting good good play call, offensive line play, receivers were kind of weak. But they, they've got some weapons, uh, most notably Will Fuller, you know, down there in Miami. Uh, and I, you know, where do you have Tua? How are you looking at Tua this year? What's what's some thoughts on him? I think this is going to be – I'm, I'm with you on this one. I'm Tua kind of the hip injury, coming back from COVID. He didn't have a – usually – Okay, rookie rookies come in. They have OTAs, uh, mini camps, stuff like that. Last year, Tua didn't get any of that. He was coming off a major hip injury. Yeah. Um, didn't know if he was ever going to play again. Uh, playing again, he actually did come back and play very well. 
he didn't get OTAs. He didn't get tra- He ba- barely got a training camp, and then so he didn't have that time like all these other like the this year's rookies are getting, like the Trevor Lawrence's and stuff like that. So I, Tua Tonalova, uh, Tua Tonalova is um, basically he's gonna have. I think he's gonna have a bounce back year because er- every obstacle that's been thrown in his way, he's passed it. Like he's he's a leader. Nothing frustrates his kid. He takes everything with a grain of salt, and he makes and he. Makes his mistakes better, and I think you're going to see a breakout year this year in Tua. Uh, you know, I do too, and and I think he just throws. If you're talking about just how the ball, ball looks, throws a pretty ball. It's, I mean, it is how you. I would, I would want that in the dictionary definition of how to throw a ball because he, he, man, it's nice. It's just, I would love to see him uh, have a lot of success this year, you know, and and continue that um, celebrity and and be a known force in the NFL. Uh, you know, and I don't know, it'd be hard. We're talking about maybe, uh, where if, would you draft him in fantasy? I don't know, Trey. I don't know if I would still. I would in a backup role. Yeah, I think it's kind of similar oh, to oh. Trevor. Uh, well, Trevor I'll take later in the round, just seeing how your draft goes and everything. But two, I definitely would try to give him his backup. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if I can take two as my as Well, my it also primary. depends on your uh, your your league, your um, how many players you have in your league. Sure. Like, if you have eight players, then... Yeah, you're not going to need to, uh, probably. <laughs> I don't even know if in the 14 league that he's a starting quarterback. I mean, he's somebody's backup for sure. I don't know if he's a... You know, you use him... And then, and then obviously, when you pick your... You know, most people, I think, draft a primary quarterback earlier in the draft and then a, a quarterback later in the draft. And, and it's always exciting when, when you have a tough decision. Uh, me, me and a buddy in my league, we, we constantly talk about not having decisions. Decisions are what get you in trouble. You know, yep. if you drafted a guy um, in the first round and he's, you know, hasn't had a couple of good weeks or the matchup looks bad, um, you know, do you play him or do you play the, the, the guy who last week maybe outscored him by a few points, but he's obviously your sixth or eighth or tenth round pick. He's just your backup. Um you know, and I, I think there's a lot of ways to go with that. I, I tend to stick with the guys I drafted um, up at the top of the draft and sometimes uh, to a fault, you know. And some of the years that I've stunk it up real good, you can look back at my draft board and you can see, well, here's where I lost the draft right here. It was the rounds one, two, three, and four. You know, I took these guys that didn't didn't perform. Um, other guys are, you know, maybe trying to play the matchups a little bit more. Um I like matchups when, if, if you're looking for a tiebreaker, I like to look at maybe who they're playing. But what I hate doing, and this is just some free fantasy advice, you know, and what better forum than a fantasy podcast? Exactly. Uh, I don't like to let the matchup talk me out of a player. If I've got a really good running back, but their defense is like the best rushing defense in the National Football League. Still play him. I like to roll with that guy that I drafted, man. I like to, you know... I just I just think I don't I don't like to get talked out of situations. But if you're talking about okay, I've got two guys that are pretty even. I think the matchup is important to understand. Um, but sometimes the matchups, uh, the stats that you can find and hear out there are a little bit you know deceptive. Um, and uh, football never works out how everybody thinks it does. There's always the game going on, right? And you've got to just it's a game, and you got to just you got to go with your gut sometimes. And that's the only way you're ever gonna um, you know, have success with, uh, I think I told the story of Lee Evans one time where he, uh, he, uh, a long time ago, I put in Lee Evans about 10 years too late, 10 years off of his best season. He was still hanging around on the bills and I put him in one week and he got me like 37 points. And, uh, so sometimes you do have to have to go with the matchup, that gut feeling that, you know, use all that information that you get from every source, um, on TV, on podcasts like ours in a magazine, newspaper, whatever. And, and you, and you do have to make some changes, but I hate decisions, man. I love when I know who my – I have no no quarterback decision to make because I'm always going to play, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, no running back decisions because somehow on this fictitious team I have uh, Saquon Barkley too, you know, and uh, which will never happen. You'll never have Mahomes and Barkley. But if, if you somehow, you know, I don't like to have a lot of decisions, but I do like depth, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, well, anything else from preseason uh, week one, Trey, that, that stood out to you or was exciting? Uh, Justin Fields looked absolutely amazing. Uh, Bears quarterback. I think he's going to be your starting quarterback come week one. Uh, Trey Lance kind of had a struggle. I think that shocked me a little bit. 
Trey Lance for the 49ers. I thought he was going to perform a little bit better. But Trey Lance hasn't played much games over a year and a half. I think it's been like a year since he, he's, he's played he's probably, a game, I think he's played right? 16 games in two years or whatever. So he hasn't had a full repertoire. And yeah. then the, the offense that he's coming from, uh, uh, North Dakota State, it's basically a power running game, basically. Sure. So it's not transcendent. But he has a good head coach, a uh, good quarterback whisperer, and um, Sh- uh, Kyle Shanahan over there in 49ers. So uh, – you know what I like about his situation, though, versus some of the other situations? He doesn't um, have to start. He doesn't have to. I don't know how good of a backup quarterback slash in the quarterback room personality that Andy Dalton is, but I guarantee you that in that 49ers quarterback room, Jimmy Garoppolo is Trey Lance's like number one supporter, friend, confidant. I mean, the guy, he knows our quarterback room you know, the experience that he had in uh, New England, um, his ex- his experiences in San Francisco already being, I think, two years now injured or not playing a lot of games and having to lift up guys like C.J. Burton, um, you know, the, the backups around him that he's already had to lift up. So imagine um, it, it's got to be a lot of fun if you're Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, you know, being a mentor. I mean, because you could look at it two ways, right? I think you could just try to sabotage the young guy coming in or you could try to be part of that. And when he's on the field, you're having success too. And I just think for me, that would be, you know, where all the, all the fun of, uh, of being an NFL talent would be because, because truthfully um, I'm sure Jimmy Garoppolo is very invested in the success of the San Francisco 49ers, no matter what direction they go with that quarterback battle. And maybe uh, based on what you're saying and, and what we saw, you know, maybe he does get to start week one, and it's got to be a lot of fun when you, when, you know, it sucks when you don't play, but it's got to be a lot of fun when your brother is out there and you can cheer him on and, 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 and hear the play and know what's about to happen. And, um, you know, I don't know if, if the, the Dalton fields, not that I've heard anything negative, but, you know, I just, I just don't know how much experience Andy Dalton has being the other guy in that room versus Garoppolo. So that's kind of why I like Lance's situation a little bit better than fields at the moment. And I know Matt Nagy came out yesterday and said he's not going to get pressured. He's going to do what's right for Justin. But the Bears have not won a lot of games under Matt Nagy. And I think they're going to have to put him in, unfortunately. And it could be a little too early. And that's not going to be a good situation for Dalton later if he has to come back in because of an injury or because of I, – I don't know. And, uh, and I've, I've liked Fields. Um, I, just, I just hope they do it the right way. You know, well, just going back to Fields, the Chicago Bears have not had a good quarterback since what McMahon, if that was even was Jim good. McMahon even good? I mean, that's I what I won that Super Bowl. I mean, they won a Super Bowl, but that's I like mean, the Trent Dilfer equivalent. Of the- maybe Jay Culler was their best one. I mean, he was a crybaby and a sissy at the same time. But I think that the, the pressure of the Chicago Bear fans wanting a stud quarterback and Justin Fields, he threw and he had a great game Saturday night. So. I think Nagy says the pressure's not going to get to him. I think it's not going to be about the pressure. It's going to be about the ownership. Hey, put Fields in. What, what does Andy Dalton have to do at this point to remain the starting quarterback? He's got to light up. He's got to be playoff Andy Dalton. He's got to bring the, what this, he was in Cincinnati. But the problem with that is he doesn't have the weapons that he did in Cincinnati. He, I mean, he has a great running back in Montgomery. He has a great uh, one great uh, receiver in Robinson. But other than that, he has not much uh, very uh, great weapons out to help him out like he did in Cincinnati. So um, he just doesn't have to turn the ball over. He just got to be that because the Bears defense is going to be the uh, calling card once again. That Bears defense is going to be outstanding. So he just doesn't have to turn the ball over. But I, once again, I'm I'm just thinking uh, I would not be shocked if Justin Fields starts week one or he starts in week three. I think he's going to start sooner rather than later. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he's the week one starter. I think I think one more game, even close to what he did, he's going to start. Uh, so sorry, Andy Dalton. I know, I know before the draft, uh, you, you got that big paycheck, and they told you you were the starter, but – the NFL stands for not for long, and uh, exactly. I just, you know, I hope I hope he learns how to be uh, supportive. Not saying I've heard anything, but I just I hope he learns how to be in Fields' corner. Uh, Andy Dalton can still he's got a lot of football left in him. I think a couple more years at least. If it is just in backup roles, uh, you know, you, you were an amazing starting quarterback for a long time. I think I think nine or ten years over there in the Cincinnati, and um, 
I, I, I've enjoyed – I mean, he's played a lot of great football. He's played with a lot of great receivers over the years. Um, and I'm sure just, just having that experience, you know, when you're, when you're fields and you're coming up, I mean, just to turn to, but I just think fields is like such a force. I mean, all the bears are like talking about him. Like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, you're hearing all this positive stuff out of camp and then you actually see it in the, you know, a lot of times we hear this stuff, but we don't see it in the game. Right. Usually you just hear all the good stuff in camp, you know, anything bad about in camp and stuff like that. So, but you saw in the game, this guy has pinpoint accuracy, has a great arm, has a mobile ability. I, I I think the Bears should go with them week one. But. So did uh, did any teams make a mistake in the draft, like the Jets? I mean, I, I, I dude, I, I was gonna say that to the end, but yeah. I'm sorry that I that I busted the bubble that, that, on that. that, that, but, that, 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 that so would you, if you're the Jets owner, would you at this point you think you'd rather draft Fields than uh, than Wilson? Oh, he should have dropped. I if you, I don't know if you heard me say it in previous podcasts that I've been doing everything. I think Justin Fields should have went number two. I think it's been Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, the way it should have been. If yeah. you watched Justin Fields against Clemson, me and you sat here and watched that game. You invited me over. Oh, man, he tore it. it. They he, weren't even favored. They weren't even fair. And you saw how good Justin Fields. He took over point. that game. He, he, he outbeat Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence looked horrible in that game. But Justin Fields proved that he should have been the number two quarterback in this draft. Zach Wilson got Google just because he can throw the deep ball. He's not that – I mean, he had one good half a season at BYU. BYU does not play anybody. My prediction is that Zach Wilson is going to be a bust in the New York and the Jets are there for again, going to regret not picking Justin Fields. And Justin Fields is going to lead the Chicago Bears to a winning record and possibly a playoff bird. It's, it's hard to uh, argue with that, um, and I won't. Uh, I just I hope Wilson isn't a bust. I, I just hope for – you know He's going to be a bust, the, man. The the thing about the Jets and they're in this. I can't believe we're in the same situation again. Um, they have to play him. I mean, there's oh, no yeah. not playing oh, him. Oh, they have to play him. There's, uh, I mean, who's the running back? I know they've got the third round guy uh, Martin. I mean, I, you know, who's the running back? Who's the wide receivers? Who's who are the guys for Zach Wilson? I I look if we. Keeping it to fantasy, I want about zero parts of the Jets' offense. Um, and because of the bad offense, I want about zero parts of the Jets' defense. Uh, good luck. I hope those games aren't on TV for me. Cause no. I, I hate when I have to watch a, a Jets game like that. Um, I, just, I, don't, I don't understand it. Um, I don't know if Justin Fields is your quarterback this year, if, if, if it makes a lot of difference. But I think you feel a little bit better – about your future, you know, maybe Zach Wilson will prove me wrong, and I'd love yeah, to see it. I would know? too, but I just don't see it. I, I honestly don't. And I just think there's more problems, you know, going on there, um, like we discussed. Well, we didn't talk about one quarterback. I want to talk about it real yeah, quick. Yeah, who, who do you got, Trey? Mac, Mac Jones for the New England Patriots. Okay. I think he's. Uh, I said this too. I think he's going to be a bust too. Wow. So uh, you're going. You're going double bust. In I'm this going draft. double bust. I saw somebody say this was like the best uh, draft class of all time. It for was if you go Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Yes, but I think Zach Wilson's going to be a bust. So did you see something in the preseason game about Jones or Wilson, or is this just a, you already kind of had these thoughts? Wilson and, already had these thoughts. He didn't prove. He I watched him against backup players in the uh, his first preseason game. He didn't awe me at all. Uh, Mac Jones, I never liked Mac Jones. I mean, he can't make me a good quarterback besides Tua. Hopefully, Tua is the first good quarterback or just uh, Jalen Hurts as well. But there's not been one good Alabama quarterback since uh, uh, Joe Namath for the New York Jets. Uh, I, I so don't – I just I, – well, well, but going back to Mac Jones, I think he was throwing up – he was throwing to wide open wide receivers that me and you could have made these passes Yeah, I, when he was I, at I, Alabama, he, did, he didn't have to work Exactly, and I don't know that Acre is going to – Accuracy is going to be there. That that's why I don't think. I mean, he went to a great organization, New England, would be a perfect fit for him. But I just don't think that he's going to be the top quarterback that everyone thought he thinks he's going to be. And I don't think he's going to be a very good quarterback. But, as if, well. but if that's true, and I'm not saying it's not, and I'm not trying to be too argumentative, but if that's true, I mean, how do these scouts and head coaches and everybody that's supposed to sniff out these players like? How do they get it so wrong? You think they just look at the eleven and zero record that Alabama has every every year, and they take the guy that was part of it? What they look about uh, Mac Jones was he came back, uh, he went ten and three. He only lost three games, replacing uh, um, Tua when he got hurt. He led him to should have been a playoff, but they choked against Auburn that last playoff in the the last game of the regular season. 
then he's this all last year he went undefeated and but he was throwing to wide open. He had Alabama wide receivers are like, oh my gosh. They separate better than anybody in the world. They have the best re- receiving they class ever. They had three ever. guys go three, in the first exactly. round, didn't they? Yeah. Exactly. And he was throwing – Devontae Adams was a Heisman Trophy winner, and he had 10 yards of separation. And it, me and you can admit I'm just telling you. I never saw the pinpoint accuracy. Devontae Adams – I think that's his name. I can't remember. For Alabama. I think it's Smith. Devontae Smith. Yeah, Devontae. Yeah. I always get Adams and no Smith for the Packers mixed up. Yes. You can correct it on the next no, podcast. No, it's Smith. It's, it's Devontae Smith. I'm <laughs> sorry. Correct it now, folks. But Devontae Smith made him look a lot better than what he was at Alabama, and I just don't think he's going to be that great. Well, and, I, and I, I'm and i hearing you. I think Devontae Smith does make you look better. And, and if, if he was on Trevor Lawrence's team, I think Trevor Lawrence would look better. So I think that's the tough part if, if you're trying to evaluate the talent is like, okay, is it just the receivers? How much of it is Mac Jones? Uh, so maybe to maybe to quantify the statement a little bit, Mac Jones, uh, Ellinger, and Eason. Where where would you rank those three quarterbacks as far as uh, success in the NFL? Uh, I think Eason number one. I'll go Mac Jones number two, and Ellinger. I'm still kind of I'm a Texas guy. I love Sam Allen. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Ellinger, but I don't think his game equals to what the NFL is. I think. That he, I just I think he's more of a running back than a throw. He, uh, I watched a lot of Texas game. His accuracy wasn't there a lot of times. He missed a lot of wide open deep balls and stuff. But I, I hope he proves me wrong. Hope he does make it. But I think that he, I think that's the order I would do it in. Right. So there. so if we're talking about the Patriots for a second, the thing that I've noticed about Belichick and the quarterbacks lately, uh, I think he's trying to right some of the wrongs with. Tom Brady and and what Brady was saying about him. Uh, he's definitely had Cam Newton's back more than I think Cam Newton even deserves. But I'm such a big Cam Newton fan, especially if we're talking about fantasy football potential. Um, you know, he just, he fits the bill. Uh, he can, uh, he can run. He can run at the goal line. Well, he can hit tight end. Like, Greg Olson's career is based on Cam Newton. Well, you're talking about the old Cam Newton. You're talking about 2015 Super Bowl Cam Newton. He had a lot of touchdowns last year. This guy has been year. injured. This guy has been injured. And, yeah, last year he was injured and he had COVID. I don't know if we got he, a true look last that, year. That's, that's what I'm trying I'm to get at. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm trying to get at. He had COVID. I'm giving him a pass for last year. But he didn't look very good in preseason for game one. Well, what where I was going with that is <laughs> it is just preseason game one. And Mac Jones actually looked pretty good in that game. Against third string and fourth string corner. Sure, but completed a lot of passes with live defense, 11 on 11, um, with fans, right? I, th- I think some, <laughs> some of it's real. Those, those aren't just fake guys out there. Those it's, are guys that are in the NFL for right now. If you can uh, tell me what we're looking at in preseason games, then you're the number first guy because no one knows what they're watching no, in preseason. No, 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 but all I'm saying is, is that he, he did have 16 uh, pass attempts, and I think he hit 12 of them or 13. So uh, high completion percentage, higher exactly. than Cam. Um, so you can't that, – that's real, right? We well, he also played more snaps than Cam. Because he's the backup. And here's what I was getting at. I think he's in a good situation. Uh, the Patriots are probably fine with Cam Newton starting the season. They don't have to put him in right now. And I think that's sometimes that's really, you know, Patrick Mahomes didn't have to start right away. Alex Smith, you know, what if they had to put him in the first year and how different would things have been? So maybe Mac Jones, if he's smart, if he truly is the uh, prodigy that the Patriots think they have, hopefully he's paying attention learning the playbook, learning the respect of that locker room. And maybe, you know, when he gets out there week four, five, six, whatever, maybe it's week one next year, he never gets to play this year. Um, he'll be ready. You know, and I think that's what you're saying is I don't know if he's ready. Uh, I don't want to predict a bust on, on anyone. Uh, and I, I would love to I see do. one of these Alabama quarterbacks actually, you know, get through the gauntlet. Um, you know, uh, verdict's still out on Hurts, and they got to use him this year over in Philly. Really? Um, well, who's the backup? I, I think they got to use him. I don't. I, I think you got rid of Carson Wentz, and oh, it was Joe because. Flacco. Yeah, I mean, I, is Flacco really the backup though? <laughs> I mean, I think Flacco is a true preseason star. I don't know if he can uh, compete anymore. I mean, I, I feel like Flacco. He's he was kind of old when he started. If I remember the story on Flacco, I think he was like a twenty-six-year-old rookie. Um, not because he had to like repeat any grades. I just, you know, he started later um, for whatever reason that was. And, and I think he's just, 
you know, he doesn't seem like he's he's that old, but but he is, and 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 the wheels have kind of fallen off. Um, the throws aren't, they don't have the, the the zip, the velocity that they used to, and I think he's, and only if we have to, or if Hurts is just like completely stinking up the games. I mean, he's he's going to get mop up duty, but he's not going to get true starts in the NFL anymore. I actually give Flacco credit for hanging around, being that that backup. You know, it's got to be tough. I mean, you're you're a perennial starter. You win a Super Bowl. Uh, you, you know, you you uh, and and that year they won the Super Bowl. He was the best quarterback in the postseason by far. Yeah, um, he, he got a, he had a lucky streak. He he got lucky on that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you're a guy like Dalton. You're a guy like Flacco. Uh, what are you even still doing? Do you need to even play football anymore? So I uh, respect for their love of the game. Respect for maybe their love of their brothers. They still want the paycheck. Um, they need the paycheck, sure, but I don't know. I don't know if they really need the the paycheck. But um, I, you know, I just I think the situation uh, for all these quarterbacks is is kind of what makes makes or breaks them. Uh, you know, not to not to talk about my uh, my team, but here we go. Uh, you know, Danny Dimes. Oh Lord. Uh, I don't like the nickname <laughs> first of all because he doesn't throw dimes. Uh, in fact, Danny Dimes leads the league in turnovers since he's been a starting quarterback. Uh, fumbles and interceptions. He doesn't just throw picks. He also fumbles. That's what I love as a Giants fan uh, slash hate is um, doesn't hold on to the ball. And we don't really have another option. Uh, there's not a veteran we can even think about. It's uh, And that's, that's what concerns me as a fan this year, uh, fantasy-wise and just a Giants fan is yes if Saquon Barkley's there and it looks like he will be if Saquon's there takes a lot of load off of off of dimes but they got dimes weapons but it's a lot of pressure when you're you know what is the I mean he's maybe 23 you know it's a lot of pressure you have to do it all or I think you're getting traded slash demoted to a backup role on another team next year and that's a lot of pressure Um, and I just you know I wonder if they would have kept Eli as the starter maybe a little longer a couple years ago uh, or maybe went out and got a veteran even if Eli wasn't wasn't going to be able to make that season um, and just just sit and listen and learn and watch and 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 sometimes that's better for these quarterbacks and I just I know in the league now you, you have to play instantly or you're a bust but I think it also kind of is the fast track to being a bust in another way sometimes like with these other guys you're talking about, like we've kind of predicted for at least Zach Wilson, I think we, we both agreed to. And then, uh, you know, Mac Jones could be, he's on your bust radar. We'll see if that comes true as the, as the season unfolds. Um, and that was kind of a prediction. I think the Trey threw out there. So uh, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to throw out some, some bold predictions. Oh, right do now. it buddy. If you want to follow me, go ahead. But here's a, here's a couple for uh 10 days before my pan, uh, my fantasy draft, actually. We're drafting right. on the 27th, by the way. When are you guys drafting, Trey? Oh, my. Trey, who told me he's in three fantasy three leagues, leagues before. Now. Oh, man. Uh, my um, – well, so What's my, the earliest one? The, well, the only draft set that we have right now is September 4th. So it'll be after, right before – And the first game is the 9th. The 9th. Wow. See, we're drafting August 27th. I don't – understand it but that's when our draft is there's no take backs i mean that's the draft so uh, that's 10 days away and i mean you know i've, I've been well, researching I, I think that's a good draft time because it'll be after the because there's only three preseason games so the second game is probably going to be the dress rehearsal and the third game is going to be for the nonce so yeah i think you're going to be the third game is for the last five spots and yeah, everybody exactly. else's filler who's going to be on the special team breaking up squad. the wedge and stuff like that and the kickoff returns and stuff like that so all right, here's here's my first bold prediction for the 2021 fantasy football season. Uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff trade. And what it's got me thinking about is how electric the Rams offense is going to be. And so my bold prediction is for the first time in his career, Robert Woods eclipses 100 receptions and has double-digit touchdowns. And finishes as a top five fantasy receiver this year. That's my prediction. What do you think about that prediction, Trey? <laughs> I actually kind of like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you. I mean, 
If Matthew Stafford stays healthy, that's going to be the biggest question. Can he stay healthy? Well, I don't like to predict injuries. Well, um, I'm just saying that's a big part of Matthew Stafford. That's the only thing keeping Matthew Stafford from me. But then again, he was playing in Detroit where they didn't protect him all that well. He is in Los Angeles where they are going to protect him. That's interesting you say that because as you say that, I'm thinking to myself, is Matthew Stafford injury prone? And what's the reality of that? Now, I know he, I think he's had a cup. Obviously, he had a streak where he never missed a game, I think. But that, that's kind of gone away the past couple of years. Um, I don't know if he's injury prone. I think he's had some injuries, and there's a difference, right? Um, I, I think he'll have cleaner pockets. Um, they, they lost their, their running back, but it seems like they have, you know, uh, with Henderson – and a couple of the other guys, they have enough running backs. They like, they haven't gone out and picked up a uh, a veteran like I thought they would. Um, so I think I think they're going to have kind of just a uh, running back by committee. But but they seem like they're productive guys that are that are behind Cam Akers. Uh, really stinks that this you know young Cam. I mean he was looking great uh, last year. You know, and uh, I know it's upset in a lot of uh, you know fantasy drafts. Um, not that anybody had drafted before the injury, but now now it's not even an option. Um, I think I think they will have to just just pass a little bit more. And uh, Matthew Stafford, I think, throws more of the balls that are going to connect with Robert Woods than uh, you know. And it, it, Cooper Cup is a great receiver too, but I just think that that this will be the year where Woods finally submits himself as like. You know, he's kind of been on the precipice of like the the top ten, maybe the top fifteen. And he's been there enough where I trust him now. Uh, when he was, you know, a member of the Bills uh, and, and, and a younger younger guy coming up, I didn't really trust um, trust Robert Woods. But I think I think that's that's gone now, and he's definitely, you know, it's, and when you're playing fantasy, uh, it's hard to start trusting some of these guys. You know, they burn you uh, one one time, one game, one year. But I think I think this is his time, and and I think getting Matt. I mean, I'm sure he was really excited to upgrade that quarterback position. Even though I don't think Goff was terrible, but Stafford is definitely an upgrade, and and Robert Woods is gonna is gonna reap the benefits of that. Um, you got a you got a bold prediction for us, Trey? I don't know if it's bold or not. Okay, we can hype it up. We can I add think, some flair to it. I think Ezekiel Elliott is gonna. Be the number one running back. Ezekiel Elliott. Wow. Was that because I think of your love of the Cowboys? No, no. I actually, if you go back in previous years, I, after they signed Ezekiel Elliott, I wish they would have traded Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I think, but he came in camp sh- in shape this year. If you watch Hard Knocks, he looks like he's in prime shape. He looks like he's the old Zeke again. Uh, I think he's going to have, with the extra game, I think he's going to have over 2,000 rushing yards this year. Wow. 18 to 2,000, I think, this year. He can also catch the ball out of the backfield. And then putting Tony Pallard in as a slaughter, in him as a running back, and helping Zeke, that two, uh, back, uh, two running back system that they're going to use a lot, I think it's going to help Zeke. And I think with that Cowboys offense, I think they're going to utilize Zeke a lot more. And I think he's going to pass Christian McCaffrey just because I don't know how he's going to come off that injury this year. You know, I – I like that. I, I, I actually like that. Um, I It's pretty similar to my bold prediction where I was going to predict that Saquon Barkley would be the number one overall, um, which might be a little bolder than Elliott. But, but here's the thing. Um, I don't understand, and I hope I don't get the number one pick in my draft because I don't understand the Christian McCaffrey love. Um, yes, he's productive when he's been in, but I can't give the number one overall to a guy who I think played three games last year. You know, I just can't. Um, I know he's explosive, but I don't like the quarterback play. I don't know if Sam Darnold is going to keep. I mean, here's the thing: if they go three and out every time, which they definitely are going to do a lot more with uh, Darnold than maybe even Bridgewater or or some of the other guys that have started over the past few years, I don't know if Christian McCaffrey by himself, because that's what it looks like to me: is it's Christian McCaffrey and a lot of guys who aren't very good. Um, you know, he's great. Okay. But if he's doing it all himself again, which I think is what got him hurt last year and, and a little bit of the year before, I mean, I don't see why he's the number one. Now, but if you go back to Ezekiel Elliott, the point you just made, uh, last year, Ezekiel Elliott, when Dak Prescott was around, when he was there those first five games, I think Ezekiel Elliott was like a top five fantasy running back at least four of those games. And when Andy Dalton came in and then, you know, the other carousel of quarterbacks that they had there throughout the season, uh, you know, Zeke kind of fell off. Um, If Dak stays healthy, 
if two of their three receivers stay healthy, if they get some kind of consistent play from their defense, there is no reason why Ezekiel Elliott is not top five or better. Uh, and honestly, if I'm if I'm looking at uh, the top five, you know, uh, people to pick, you know, early in the first round, um, you already know where I stand with McCaffrey. So re- realistically, the other running backs, um, Alvin Kamara, kind of the same situation that Christian McCaffrey's in. Christian I don't like McCoy. the quarterbacks. I mean, Jamie Winston is a terrible quarterback. I don't I don't buy all the love that he gets. Uh, yeah, he's better than Taysom Hill, but he's a terrible quarterback in the NFL. I think he threw 30 interceptions that year. And 30 for 30. Yeah, like he, you know, yes, he's got a big arm, uh, but I don't think he reads defenses that well. I don't think one year with Drew Brees changed the guy at all. I think he's just kind of waiting to, to make it his team. I don't know if he's a – he's never struck me as a team first guy. Um, I definitely think he's talented, and there's still football left for him. Uh, and he's the better of him and Taysom Hill. Uh, and so if they don't start Jameis Winston, um, I don't think the quarterback play is going to be very good from Taysom Hill, and, and it's not going to support Alvin Kamara in the way he needs to be supported to get to, to, to deserve that number two or that number three overall pick. So realistically, I'm already kind of not drafting him, and I'm not drafting Alvin Kamara. So who does that leave me? Well, you know um, – Ezekiel Elliott, I think, is is maybe the number two pick for me. Uh, Dalvin Cook is probably the number one, but he's also had the injuries over the past couple of years. hasn't played sixteen games. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is is pretty indestructible from what I have seen. You know, he's he's probably the safer pick, especially if you have like the one through four. Uh, for me, you know, I know a lot of people are going to argue with that. Uh, and honestly, because of all these bad offenses that these like alleged one through four guys are on, um, I'm thinking if I do get one of those early picks, I'm probably going to be very tempted to take Ezekiel Elliott and let guys laugh. But watch the numbers as I put him in every week and we destroy you because I definitely think Ezekiel Elliott, uh, he should be moving up a little higher than he is. I think I was looking at an ESPN um you know, a, a PPR draft uh, prediction, and, and they have him at like number six. If you took him at number one, I, I, I mean, nobody's gonna. That's not wrong, you know. Well, he's he's reliable. Like he doesn't get hurt. He plays all the games if he's not suspended. <laughs> well, I think that's. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know that situation, and and I don't want to well, pretend to comment on it. But but I remember uh, it's over, right? It's over. It's yeah. over. But he plays every game. He plays hurt. He doesn't get hurt that all that often. So I think that's a good pickup I think for a running back. The Cowboys number. also, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you start the season 4-2, and 4-1. and one, Like, I think they probably will. Uh, you guys are having fun. They're loose. They're ready to play. Um, and they have a lot of firepower in the passing game. I think it's it's just setting up nicely for Ezekiel Elliott. It is. Um, you know, kind of similar uh, as to what I was saying my bold prediction would have been is that Saquon Barkley is going to finish as the number one. Because last year, before the injury at this very time, all the pundits were saying McCaffrey one and Saquon Barkley number two. Well, if he's back and the injuries heal correctly, like it looks like it has, uh, and they're not predicting he's going to miss a game at this point, I mean – I'm thinking. I'm thinking. My one two is Barkley Elliott. I don't really, you know, Dalvin Cook uh, is my two A, or my one A, and I'd love to get. A, you know, if you get one of those three guys, you're you're gonna probably you're gonna have an advantage over a, a lot of other teams, and that that is the the true advantage of taking, you know, of getting that that number one, two or three draft pick. Um, and like I said, I feel kind of good because if I get like four or five, I think I've got a decent shot in my league anyway of getting Barkley or getting Elliott, unless these guys are listening to this podcast and, and you know, picking up on my moves. Um, really, though, in the first round, I mean, if you look at the first round, you know, the predictions on, on ESPN about the first round. Um, and here it is. I'll just read it to you. Maybe you can you can tell me about it after I read it. So I'll do the, the top 12. Pretend like we're a, we're a 12, 12, 12, uh, 12 team league here. Uh, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley at three, Travis Kelsey at four. That's a shocker. Alvin Kamara at five, Derrick Henry at six, Ezekiel Elliott at seven, Jonathan Taylor at eight, Devontae Adams at nine, Tyreek Hill at 10, Austin Eckler 11, Stephon Diggs at 12, Aaron Jones at 13, and Nick Chubb at 14. Anybody surprising you there? I would move Nick Chubb up. So... 
what's why is Nick Chubb so low? And I think it's I think because they do some of the dual back. Yeah, like Kareem Hunt, Hunt Kareem taken, Hunt. but I feel like they do pretty well together on the they field. did. Uh, this is all speculation from last year, basically. Uh, I think uh, Henry is a great running back, but I think the uh, acquisition uh, acquisition of uh, Julio Jones in the offseason with the Tennessee Titans, I think it's going to take away a little bit of his running attack. I think they're going to air it out just a little bit more. Well, he's the two-time rushing champion. Right? He is, but I think, that, like I said, you have A.J. Brown, you have Julio Jones, you have a good tight end as well. I think that they're going to be in Tannehill's proven that he can actually throw the ball and without turning the ball over. I think that that's going to take a little bit of carries away from. I think it just helps the beginning. Win. The, if you're talking about winning football games and we're taking well, a step I'm back ta- from fantasy, a yeah. balanced offense is going to be better for them. Yeah, they're going to balance. I, I think the first half you're not going to see as many carries for Henry until late in the game when they're they're running out the, like. And I know Henry's indestructible. Like he he looks like the most indestructible force I've ever seen. A huge dude. Um. You know, okay, he's put four thousand yards on the on the car the past couple of years. Uh, he's got to be getting tired towards the end of the season, towards but the, see, the, the thing, playoffs. He doesn't. He gets stronger. Yeah, but he. I I just think you got to help him a little bit, and and even um, you know that all, they they've been working towards helping him. Corey Davis was great for them last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he is Corey Davis on the Jets this year. I think he might be. I couldn't name me three people I think on the is. Jets. I think he is one of those receivers on the Jets that's just going to not, you know, feel bad for Corey Davis because he had a great renaissance year last year. Uh, I've always liked him. He's he's not that old. Yet. He's only in his fourth or fifth season. Um, you know, but and, and, and you're right. They got Julio Jones. Uh, they did lose, um, you know, uh, Johnny Smith, who I thought was an amazing tight end. I think he's going to do great for the Patriots. And, and, and honestly, I think he – Johnny Smith might be the reason that Cam Newton hangs on. Uh, to his starting job as long as he can. Uh, especially, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Mac Jones isn't, like you're saying, maybe he is not not that good. And maybe that's that's just how it's going to be this year is if Cam's healthy, he's playing, you know. Uh, you know, Cam Newton's the reason that we all know Greg Olson's name. Let's not forget that. And uh, Johnny Smith is that kind of tight end. I think right now he's like the number 12, maybe number 11 tight end in fantasy football. Don't uh, don't let him go that. Like, if, if you can get him that low, that's a steal. Uh, I'm, I want him at that price for sure. Uh, the Titans still have uh, Frisker. He, he was he was good in, in a backup role last year, but you know obviously Julio Jones is going to steal a lot of those targets that that are coming away from Joni Smith and Corey Davis. So um, I do think it's it's going to be beneficial for Derrick Henry and the Titans if if they just figure out how to win without him always having to put up 200 yards and two touchdowns uh you know it's, it, it's not going to help fantasy and, and the fantasy lovers of derrick henry um i've actually never had him in fantasy because he goes so early i mean i part of me you know if if if, if uh, what i was saying earlier about camara and about mccaffrey holds true i mean henry is on a really good team a really good offense that should be able to move the ball move the chains and give a lot of goal line opportunities so uh i just read that espn um you know, ECR, and they're saying eight. Uh, I don't think he's going to make it to eight in my league. I think he's – I think people are looking at him as, like, the number number two or maybe three overall. Um, I'd love to I'd love to get him. I just – to me, uh, I'd probably rather have Elliott or Barkley if I'm drafting around that that position, you know. I mean, hey, if, if you can somehow get Derrick Henry a little lower than that, I'd, I'd love to, but I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, the guy does have – See, the problem with Henry in fantasy is he doesn't catch a lot of passes, right? So he only get the rushing yards. And like you said, I think he's going to have more help this year. So I'm kind of devaluing him because, you know, he's only going to have 1,600 rushing yards, which is, you know, only, right? I mean, that's still going to be like a top 15 ever rushing total. Exactly. Um, but going back to your list, I, just, I would move Chubb with Kamara. So the name on that list that 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 and I've seen him uh, in the first round of a lot of mock drafts and a lot of uh, reports is, and I like Austin Eckler, I really do. I think Austin Eckler is is a great football player, but I think Austin Eckler is a little overvalued because I mean it, it, he's ahead of Nick Chubb on that list. I don't know if that's true. Um, the Chargers aren't as good of an offense as the Browns. They're close. They're in the same tier, but I just don't think they're as good of an offense as, as the Browns. Um, and, 
Eckler did a lot better as the third down scat back. Um, he's proven that he can play every down in the NFL, but I just think he's a little a little more used to being kind of the the in tandem guy. The he's he's more of the thunder, and the other guy's the lightning, you know. And I think uh, Austin Eckler, I, I don't see him sustaining a number eleven pick over the course of a season. I think he can do it in spurts. He's streaky. He'll have some games where he definitely scores some receiving touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. He'll throw up a lot of big numbers, but I don't see him sustaining a season's worth of fantasy football. And I can't take him in the first round or the top of the second round, which is where he's projecting out right now. Um, And the reason is, is because I can't start him with confidence. Now, a few years ago I had him on a team and I was having to start him because Melvin Gordon was injured uh, or suspended that year and and it felt okay but I knew it was only for a short time but I don't think I could put Austin Eckler in week after week after week with any sort of confidence and maybe maybe I'm completely wrong about that and I'm missing the boat but I just don't think that the Chargers um, offensive line can support that kind of a running back either so I'm a little bit shocked that he's that high you know I don't know who I'd put in his place but any thoughts on Austin Eckler well for one he's gonna miss probably he's gonna do what Gonna miss the first couple of weeks, I believe. Is he is he injured right now? I didn't know about an injury to Austin Eckler. So if he is injured, obviously he's gonna move down the draft. Never mind. I'm thinking of somebody the else. Draft board, but potentially. I, I was thinking of the Rams running back that got injured. So Eckler, I like Eckler. He's he's a top. He could be possibly top five running back in the league. Really? I mean, I know he gets a lot of opportunity there. Um, I just. I just don't think he's as good as some of those other names, you know, and, and to do it week in and week out. Year, Justin Herbert to have a breakout. I mean, I'm just telling you, without we- the weapons the Charger yeah. has, he could have a breakout. Somebody, year. see, I feel like a lot of, we're counting on everybody to do great, and some of these guys have got to regress, and I think the Chargers are, are probably in for it. Well, they got a new head coach. New head coach, second year for Herbert. I mean, he it's had always great a sophomore slump. It's always a sophomore slump for the yeah. quarterbacks, right? Yeah, so we'll see. You know, and I don't know if the defense is – I know they've traded away some key players on that defense. Um, they've still got – you know, Keenan Allen's a great receiver. I mean, luckily they still have him. Um, no Hunter Henry. Uh, you know, weapons are gone. And I'm just saying, I, I don't think Austin Eckler is, is – uh, he seems kind of – like, he's little to me to play the running back position too. And uh, those guys, I mean, unless you're talking about Warwick Dunn or Barry Sanders, um, they don't seem to do that well. They don't seem to hold up over time, you know. Uh, and he's already kind of older too. I know I know. we think of Austin Eckler is kind of new in fantasy, but he's – I think he's in his sixth or seventh year, you know, in the National Football League, which for a running back, I mean, you know, that's like grandpa years. Um like Ezekiel, it's fifth, sixth, seventh. So, so, are there any uh, guys that aren't on teams that you think will sign? I mean, I'm thinking of a few here. Uh, I know we talked about Philip Rivers earlier. I think that's probably a, a long shot. But what about Todd Gurley? Uh, what about Adrian Peterson? Adrian uh, Peterson will find a team midway through the season after all the injuries occur. Yeah, I think it's kind of ex- like. Uh, I know, I know some of the le- – I don't know what my league is doing, but I know in some of the leagues uh, maybe there's a little bit of a deeper draft this year because of COVID. And if that happened in my league, I might put one of those guys um, – you know, I had a buddy in my league that used to draft Gronkowski when he was uh, not playing. Um, I used to I used to draft, uh, you know, Tiki Barber the year he left. I mean, so maybe, maybe if you do get an extended draft, maybe one more pick, maybe you put Adrian Peterson – on the just put him on the bench see what happens huh i would wait for the waiver wire yeah well it's tough because you might not be able to get him then but if you if you draft him he's yours you know there you go until you dropped him um well i think we're we're coming close to the end of our uh, our second episode trey and i uh i think it was a, a humdinger i thought I had a lot of fun <laughs> humdinger, to you, wow man. yeah i pulled that out for for our second episode i was gonna gonna sleep on that uh any parting thoughts or, or what's coming up this week for you? I know you're doing a lot of. Uh, oh man, it's getting busy for me. But uh, why don't you why don't you tell our listeners what you're up to, Trey, so they can they can hear you on other uh, mediums. Well, tomorrow night, yeah, on Facebook Live, on Coast to Coast, you can watch uh, Sweep the League. I'm part of that podcast. We're also going to be going over fantasy stuff. All right. As well, uh, Thursday night, Coast to Coast, I'll be doing a show at nine o'clock Central Time. 
about all uh, some NBA, NFL, all sports basically. We cover that, and then you can catch me f- Saturday mornings from ten to eleven on nine forty three nine ninety four point three Rev FM, Kerrville, Texas. We go over all the high school, college sports going on. There's a lot of big college news happening this year, especially with all the merging going on and stuff. So there's a lot to talk about there. And then starting the 27th, I'm doing my own high school scoreboard live show, basically, where parents, fans, coaches, interviews, after games, give live score updates and stuff like that on 103.7 The Buck. So I'm basically busy every night of the week. Yeah, so if, <laughs> if you're if you're uh, loving our podcast, I want you to go find Trey Collis, uh, find him online. Uh, My check goal out is Facebook to get Jason page. over and do a show. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I don't like to cheat on my fantasy team, and I feel like this is this is my podcast. Uh, there you maybe, go. Hey, it'll make be it your to, own, man. No, no, I'm saying I'm just I don't know if I can uh, if I want to take this on the road. But uh, more power to you, man. I I know you're a, you're a big voice here in the Hill Country, and uh, you know probably probably a voice that a lot of people are are, are tuning into, especially for those local those local sports. So uh, uh, we'll keep um, we'll keep telling our, our viewers uh, how to uh, how to find you on the air as we do this. All right. Um, so about 10 days away from my fantasy draft, about 17 days away from Trey's first fantasy draft. Mate, um, well, that's the first one that we dropped. Mate, I'm mate. getting pumped. I'm getting excited. I can't wait to bring, uh, bring huh? the listeners, my team. Oh my God. I can't wait to tell you about my team and how I failed you in the draft and I did everything. So, that so, I, so how late do you stay up at night reading over your, your fantasy news? And your uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's important to not tax yourself that much i mean you, you spend a little time you got you got to know what you're doing but then you got to go to bed and make sure your brain gets eight hours and and you i can't remember the last time i got eight hours of sleep yeah it would it would it would do you wonders man um because i think i think you got to be ready to draft too you got to be ready to do all this like you know all those radio shows and stuff and i, th- I just think like like getting the rest is sometimes more preparation than preparation just like taking a test right yeah so you just you gotta you gotta read all that stuff and then you gotta go up there and and and, and fill in the bubbles man and you can't be scared um well i'm jason reed i'm trey Kylis, and we'll uh we'll catch you on the walkthrough episode three coming up next week uh we're trying to do these on tuesday nights especially as we get into the season so that we can give you the waiver waiver wires league updates all the latest fantasy news it was a pleasure as always amen Take care, folks.